Uh, get your Bibles and turn to uh, Psalms 127 and 3. Psalms 127 and 3. Next week, graduation Sunday. The week after that, Memorial Day, Pentecost Sunday, baptism and a social. We just believe in packing all kind of stuff in one day. We've been talking about what it means to be children of God. We, we're in a series called The Jesus Way and our teaching theme, and that kind of led us into what it means to be like Jesus and that Jesus was God's son and what it means to be a child of God. You don't have to turn there, even put it on the screens, but one of the scriptures that, that we was our leaping off point, uh, leaping off place was John 1 and 12 that says, to all who received him and to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. And we've been talking about what it means to access the full right as a child of God. Not just to be a child, but to really step into your full authority, your maturity, what it means. And so uh, some alliteration we had going on for three Sundays. For those of you that were here with us, we first of all talked about the way you activate that right as a son and a daughter is a son surrenders. Now, for all of you that are new to us, when I use the word son, just plug daughter in, okay? So we're not leaving you ladies out, especially on Mother's Day, all right? Well, how do I activate the right to become a child of God, a son of God? A son surrenders. Next, we talked about the fact that a son suffers, that if you're going to be a son and a daughter, you can get ready for some discipline. You can get ready to be, uh, to be spanked every once in a while, to put in time out, because the Scripture says that God disciplines his children and those that he loves, his favorite ones get in trouble every once in a while. Last week, we discussed that a son serves, that if you're going to be like Jesus and be a child of God, then you have to learn how to serve. Today, I want to talk about on Mother's Day what it means to be a son. Number one, if you're taking notes, I've got three points today. One, a son is a gift. Psalms 127 and 3 says that children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from Him. Children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward for Him. A son and a daughter are a gift. Parents, you know this, right? Come on, parents, do y'all know this? Even if you fuss with them on the way to church today, how many of you parents know this, that they are a gift from God? The greatest gift you could ever, ever ask for. Now, look, we have a young church, and so we have a lot of you that are without kids. Raise your hand if you do not have kids. Raise your hand. Okay, look at that. That's why I don't hear a real loud amen right there, okay? Elliot and Laura, I know y'all are just married. By the way, congratulations, Elliot and Laura, married last Saturday. Hey, did y'all notice a little extra oomph in Elliot's playing today? That's all I'm saying. Congratulations, y'all. And no, y'all don't have, you don't need to be rushing the kids thing. We don't want that going on. So raise your hand again. Let me see those of you without kids. All right, let me just say something to you. When I said children are a gift from God, 
you don't know what we're talking about. When I say that children are a reward from God, you don't know. Even those of you that really want children, you have no idea how bad you really want them. You have no idea how bad you really need them. All the parents, can I hear an amen? You know, I, I, we talk to people all the time that are getting ready to have babies, and, and we just look at them and go, there's just no, you're, you're just not prepared for it. Like, you do not know what you're about to step into. There is absolutely no way. Matter of fact, well, I won't get it. I have advice for all the guys. As soon as I hear that they're expecting, I tell them, there are certain things you need to just go do right now, okay? Just go, go have a nice dinner, go to a movie, and spend some time alone with your wife because it ain't going to happen again for a little while, okay? It's going to just, that baby's going to come in and take care of everything. I love, I'm probably going to misquote this, but I love what Micah Smith, who we dedicated their baby today, he said, you're just not, he said, you're just not ready for it on either end. He said, it's just so great and it's just so hard. It's just a great way to say that. You just don't know. You have no idea. So those of you that do not have children, y'all just be quiet for just a minute because y'all don't know. But to all the parents, can, was there anything, any way you can describe how amazing those babies are? Would you agree that they're a gift? The gift from God. No matter how bad they are, how snotty they are, how sneaky they are, stinky they are, sneaky they are. They are the greatest blessing. And now, in a spiritual sense, think about that. We are God's children. And as God's children, we are a blessing and a reward from God. When I begin to think about this this week, I begin to think about the fact that when Evan and Davis go out and do something, I'm just so proud. I just cannot wait to share people what's going on. I tweet about it. I Instagram about it. I just love my boys. They make me and Kristen so proud, right? Because they're a gift, they, they, and just the same with me. If I am a child of God, then I am a reward to him. I am a gift to him. And when I do things the way he wants me to do them, it makes him proud. I think sometimes we stay away from sin because we feel like, well, we don't want to go to hell. But what if we stayed away from sin and wrongdoing because we wanted to make our daddy proud? Look at your neighbor and say, you are God's gift. (laughs) I remind Kristen every once in a while that the name John means God's gift. I do remind her every once in a while. And she says, I know, baby. I know. I know. You're a gift to God. And you're a gift from God. And you're a gift to God. And this also means you're a gift to the world. That as a child and a son of God, when he allowed you to be born, it released you into the world to be a gift to this world. Your songs are a gift to him. Your smile is a gift to him. Everything you do is a gift to him. But it's also a gift to your neighbors. It's a gift to your family. So in the morning, you need to wake up on Monday morning when you don't feel like going to work and go, I am a gift from God. That will build your confidence, right? I need a little bit more monitor up here. Just a little bit more. Thank you. What about our new sound system? Y'all in this great? It's incredible. We're going to tweak it for a few Sundays, so don't be fussing, all right? Don't be fussing. It'll get there. 
A son is a gift. Children are the greatest gifts. And we've already talked about that, and I think we've proven that even to those of you that don't have them. Now, can you imagine giving that child away? Think about that. If your children are your greatest gift, can you imagine just giving that child away? Freely, just. And not only giving it away, but giving that child away for its life to be taken. Now, you talk about grace. Sometimes we talk about grace and we look at the cross, but grace happened long before that. Grace happened when God made up his mind to give his only son, his greatest gift. John 3.16, for God so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. A son is a gift. And number two, a son is given. You cannot be a child of God without being a gift, but you cannot be a child of God without being given away. Isaiah 9 and 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is, come on, say it. It's on the screens, right? A son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And you know we talk about that, the Wonderful, the Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, all these things that Jesus Christ is going to be. We're going to call him that. But before he could ever be called that, he had to be given. And what happened here is God set the standard for raising children. God set the standard and the example by saying a child is meant to be given. As these parents stood here today and they dedicated their babies to the Lord, what they were saying is, God, we are relinquishing control to you. We are handing them over to you. Jesus, in in Luke chapter 2 and verse 22, went to the temple to be dedicated. It says, then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. The parents understood that. And right off, as soon as the time was come, they took him to the temple and they dedicated him to the Lord. They gave him back to the Lord. Now, we don't have time to get into it. But if you want to read some amazing, uh, amazing passage, just read Luke chapter 2. And, and after 23, just read on down a little bit. And you're going to read about a man named Simeon and a lady named Anna. Here's what happened with Simeon. Simeon had a promise from God that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. He believed that. Now, you think about this. People have been waiting for 500 years for the Messiah to come. They've been believing for that. And this guy's walking around telling people, I ain't going to die until the Messiah shows up. Anybody ever met some crazy people like that? Yeah. He said, I'm not going to die until the Messiah shows up. 
And so it, the Bible says it just happened on that day that he was moved by the Holy Spirit to go to the temple. And he walks into the temple, and when he does, there is Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And he breaks into prophecy, and he begins to say, this is the one that I've been waiting on. This is the fellow. This is the one that is the light of the world. He just goes on and on and on and on. What if Mary and Joseph wouldn't have taken their child and given him to the Lord? And so he begins to prophesy, and then he makes a stop, and he looks at Mary And he says, Mary, Mama, a sword will pierce your own soul as well. He prophesies over her. And by doing so, he was letting her know there's going to be a day that you're really going to have to give him away. I have a feeling that that had to be what went through her mind on that day at Calvary as she watched her son bleed and die and beg for God not to forsake him. You know how she wanted to care for him. You know what she wanted to do. What made her not climb on that cross? It had to be this old man's prophecy that said, Look, this has to happen. Your your soul is going to be pierced with a sword as well. But mama, it's going to be worth it because a son has to be given. I look at Chandra today. I look at my mama today. And I think about... These two and those of you that are here today that have lost children, there is no anguish. There is no agony that can be compared to that. And Mary was going through that, but she had to hold on to this promise. If I will let him go, then God is going to allow his will to be done. God wants us to be willing to give him what we love the most. One yell. Because nobody wants to yell that, do we? Because we think of a, a loving God that wants us to have the best of everything, right? And yet he wants us to have the best of everything, but he also wants our best. And there has to be something in us that says, if I'm going to really be a child of God, if I'm really going to step into the full authority that God has given me, then I'm going to have to learn the lesson that a child is meant to be given. Abraham, I want your only son. But I've been praying for him. There was a, a remember, remember the angel showed up and we got words from God and, and they said we're going to have a son and my wife was too old to even have a child and now he's here and you want him? Oh, and don't forget that he's going to be the one that's going to help bring the children of It's going to be like the sands of the sea and the stars that fill the sky. Remember that, Lord? Doesn't matter. I want him. I want him. I want you to take him up and lay him on an altar. And I want you to sacrifice his life. Because the son is meant to be given. Samuel's mama prayed and prayed and prayed for a baby. Prayed, God, give me a baby. Give me a baby. Give me so much that they said in the house of God, they said, you are crazy. You have lost your mind. She prayed so hard they thought she was insane. And yet, when God gave her the child, she raised him and took him back and handed him back to the priest and handed him back to the house of God. And because of that, Samuel stepped into what he was meant to be. Here's the beautiful thing about giving your children to God. He loves them more than you do. 
I want you to write this down. The son is meant to be given. Write this down. Giving a child to God unlocks their destiny. What if Mary wouldn't have given Jesus? He could never become our Savior. What if Isaac would have never been laid upon the altar? Then Isaac would have forever been known as Abraham's son. Instead, now Isaac is known as the God that's listed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It doesn't just say this is Abraham and he had some sons. Now, anytime it talks about the God of, it lists Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But only because Abraham was willing to give his only son. A son is a gift. A daughter is a gift. A son is given. And number three, a son gives. A son gives. What does it mean to be a child of God? It means this, you're a gift from God. Not only to God, but to the world, where you are, in your vocation, in your business. You have to remember, God has placed you there to be a gift to that place and to those people. Everybody look at me. I'm almost done, all right? This is important. You are a gift from God to that place. I had someone the other day say, man, I'm just in a, I'm in this place. I don't like where I am. It's a dry time. I, I don't understand what I'm doing. I, and I, I want to get out of here. And, and I said, you know, sometimes God sends you to the desert because that's where he wants the most water. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What if we changed our mindset and we said, I'm a gift from God. Wherever I go, it's supposed to be blessed because I'm here. But I'm not just a gift from God to the world. I'm a gift from God back to God. What I do honors him. What I do gives him glory. So to be a child of God, you have to understand that you're a gift from God and a gift to God and a gift to the world. To be a child of God and to fully step into that authority and access, you have to understand that a child is meant to be given. There is going to be something you're going to have. You're going to be given to something. You're going to have to be given away. Those of you that have children, you're going to have to give them away at some point. It has to happen. And then thirdly, to understand that to really be a child and a son of God, you have to be someone who gives. You cannot be a child of God in its full authority and access if you're not a giver. Just not going to happen because you're not acting like your daddy. Because your daddy is a giver. Can I hear an amen? And he didn't just give, but he gave his best. He gave his best. Now, you think about this. Jesus Christ, the only sinless person to walk the earth, lived a perfect life. When I say perfect, I don't mean he didn't hit his thumb with a hammer every once in a while. I'm talking, he did not saying he didn't trip, all right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying a sinless, perfect life. You know what? If I'd have lived a sinless, perfect life, I'd kept it to myself. I'm going to tell you right now, like, nope, I did this. Y'all ain't getting none of it. Me, I did it. Instead, he gave it away. He took his greatest gift, which was his purity, and he handed it away. And then that wasn't enough, Kevin. Then he comes back after we crucified him and killed him, and he gives us peace. And then he gives us his spirit. 
My God. I got to tell you right now, I'd be like, look, I died for y'all. That's what y'all getting. Y'all can make it now. It comes back and personally. You know what happens when, when someone writes out a will? Let's just say that Eric places me in his will, all right, and leaves all of his drums to me, all right? That's what he's going to do. When I pass away, all my drums are going to go to John Ragsdale, all right? If something happened today that Eric was gone, a lawyer would then come and would say, i got a good lawyer here. A lawyer would say, all right, I'm reading his will. This is what you get, right? Jesus didn't do it that way. Jesus said, I'm going to leave my peace with you. Then he dies and resurrects and comes back his own. He said, this is too good. I'm going to give it myself. Comes back and looks at the disciples and says, my peace I give to you. See, he doesn't want to just get you out of hell and into heaven. He wants to give you peace. Then he gives you his Holy Spirit. And he's a good God. So what does that mean for us? For me to really step into being a child of God, a son of God, it means that I'm going to have to learn to be a giver. I'm going to have to be a giver. I'm going to have to be someone that is generous. I'm going to have to be someone that is, that is willing to give, willing to serve, willing to share. He wants our best. Everybody look at me. He wants our best. Say it with me. He wants my best, not my leftovers. God didn't send his, his 3,000th son. He didn't enjoy several of them and then send the one he didn't like that much. He sent his only son, his first son, sent him. His first fruits. And the Bible says because of that, Jesus has become our first fruits. And now we can step into righteousness because of him. So let me ask you something. What is it right now? That is your best that you're not giving away, that you're holding on to. Around the hills, we talk about that giving is made up of three things, your treasure, your talents, and your time. Your treasure, your money, your finances, automate the important, tithing, giving. We shouldn't even have to talk about tithing. It should be so easy. We're all doing it. It'd just be easy. Giving of your treasure. Giving of your time and your talent. How many of you hold on and give God what's left over of your time? What's left over? Well, what's left over, then I'll use that for some study and some prayer and for serving and witnessing. And I'm going to be out all Saturday night at Steeplechase just going crazy. And I'm going, well, maybe I'll drag into church. I mean, Really? I didn't mean to go all guilty on y'all real fast. It sounds that way. I don't, I don't mean that at all. This has been speaking to me. This is speaking to me because I realize that I've got to give God my best. Sometimes I save the best for me. What is it that you have that's so dear to you because God wants it? He wants it. Most of you know what I'm talking about right now. That one thing that what some people call your Africa. God, I'll go anywhere. Just don't send me there. You know? Some of you, it's like back home. (laughs) Some of you, it's Nashville. What about your heart? We hold our heart. We protect our heart. 
And yet God wants you to be willing to give it away. What about your life? We're taught to save our life, and yet he wants you to give it away. Let me pray over you today.